in three, two, one. John, are we live? We're live, sir. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, man. How are you? Good. It feels like it's been a while since uh, since we hung out, since you were gone last week. I know, man. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks it was. Felt like an eternity. I um, got a little head cold going on, so I got sense. my sexy voice. <laughs> yeah, you can call it sexy if you yeah, want. Well, um, yeah. How was uh, Dallas with Maggie? Oh, man. I got to tell you. Um, I had been down there with her for another event and was blown away. But this was just class and appreciative of the employees. Met the uh, CEO and met the COO. Just a great group of people. And Maggie was duly, duly awarded. She was blown away by it. Um, there were other people as well that were awarded. And the whole the whole event was fantastic. Awesome. So for those yeah. of you who don't know, Maggie is uh, John's significant other, mm -hmm. and she just got the presidential award from Southwest, which I think, how many people get? 60 Very people small out of like the entire Very, company? Out of 60, out of 68,000. It's a handful. She's watching the show right now. So congratulations, Maggie. And congrats Indeed. to you too. My, so John and I always do shout outs before the show starts, and uh, you guys shared an anniversary this weekend. So congratulations to you, you too. Thank you And very then my much. other shout out is to Tim in my office who just had his first baby boy, Christian. So Very good. Wow. We missed you at work, buddy. Welcome back. <laughs> wow. Sorry you're back. So how about um, your shout outs? Because I'm excited about today's show like I always am, but I've already learned so much from these two in the 30 minutes they've been in the studio, and I right. can't wait to learn some more for the next hour or so. You just want that check mark. I, I do. <laughs> Which we're going to get, I promise. Uh, my shout out really is just, it's to Southwest. The, the lengths that they went to to make the people getting the award feel as appreciated as they are was astounding. Uh, the event was at the Flight Museum, which is adjacent to Dallas Love Field. And it was just, the whole thing was gorgeous. And it's, I just, I can't say enough. It's just it's awesome. Southwest does things right. Yep. I'm glad they treat the employees right and they made uh, yeah. the event pretty special for me. They really, really did. Um, cool. And the award itself just showed up. They FedExed it and it's gorgeous. I'll take a picture. I'll show you. You didn't it's, bring it in so we could show everybody? <laughs> oh, what no. the heck? I have no interest in, in carrying that. It? Yeah. It's, well, we'll have to have Maggie bring it in. We will. Yeah. That sounds awesome. good. Very good. All right, cool. I'm going to get into today's show. We have Dean Delisle, I didn't butcher that, did I? It. I almost messed it up, <laughs> and Kate Hassett from Forward Progress and Get Social Jack. I'll let one of you explain what Forward Progress is, and maybe the other take Social Jack. I'll go with uh, Forward Progress. So we're in our uh, 15th year. Uh, we're an influencer marketing company for brands that want to uh, work with outside influencers or just activate their uh, network. Uh, through people and so we call it humanizing the brand and we've been doing that for quite some time and finally the market has caught up to us and uh, people understand social media a little more and it's not so hard to sell people on the 
function of it. So you guys were fashion forward 15 years ago. Yeah, sure. right. And then we uh, created Social Jack, uh, the Social Jack platform out of that. And I'll let Kate talk about that. Yeah, what's Social yeah. Jack? So Social Jack is the education platform that came out of Forward Progress. So where other digital marketing companies kind of make a digital marketing brand book or put something in your lap and there's not as much retention, Social Jack coaches you and trains you through it. So we're all about the power of you know education, teaching others what we learn, and then we help you build your influence. We're on the influencer development space, but then more importantly, you get coaching and training and education and the support as you're working your way through the program, um, you know, to, to feel confident in what you're doing online and off. So one works with the companies and matches them, or at least has social influencers help push their product. And the other really teaches you how to become a social influencer, at least expand your social presence yeah absolutely everyone has a level of influence it's just whether or not it looks like it online so that's where we help so the term social media influencer is really popular my buddies joke all the time like half the things you do you do for the gram so i get get teased (laughs) half to death about everything i do um what does the term social influencer really mean i'll let either one of you take it yeah so uh so social influencer it's funny because i have the book that we'll probably yeah. talk about called Digital mm-hmm. Business Influencer. There's social influencer, and there's different levels uh, of this. And um, really, it means that, that you have a mission, you have a personal brand, and you want to be clear about what your brand stands for. So you should have a story, you should be telling that story, it should be consistent. And the better you get at that, the more you get relevant followers. And that increases your value in the marketplace or in the workplace based on those followers that you get. And now all of a sudden, you have influence more so than what you had before from a digital perspective. That's awesome. And, and you mentioned that it's, it's kind of a directed influence to, to a target audience. Because I, I see a lot of times online, people are trying to be social influencers and they're kind of all over the map with what their influence is. Um, do you tell people to focus on, you know, I'll use real estate for example. You're doing real estate, focus on real estate, don't do real estate and four or five other things because it becomes kind of a confused message. Diluted. Diluted. Yeah. yeah. And even in real estate, think about the most effective realtors. Don't, you know, we're here in Chicago, but they don't sell all of Chicago land. They okay. really, you know, the best ones pick a neighborhood or a few concentrated neighborhoods or they have a niche for a certain type of buyer. Right. So, sure. so you've been in that business a while. So it's really getting people to follow you because if they're going to follow you for, a certain neighborhood and you talk about neighborhoods that people aren't in, they're not going to really tune in. Sure. So absolutely. And let me pitch this book real quick because, um, John, I'm going to have, I'm going to hold it mm-hmm. up and you can get the screen on my T-Rex arms. Perfectly. Yeah, yeah. We're good. <laughs> um, it's titled digital for- business. In- the street What's guide. first? It's first. Okay. First, yeah. the street guide to digital business influence. And it's by Dean. Yeah. And so uh, the reason the the name first, and it's sort of like played into itself already, is the fact that, you know, if we think about those of us that are entrepreneurs, which you have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this program, or those of us that uh, even work somewhere, we want to be the first one uh, that that people think of in their network. And so we want to be the first promoted, the first hired, uh, and now with the internet, the first found. And so now if you think about those, um, we've sort of put that uh, in our entire system uh, that we've developed over the years is in that book. And it teaches people step by step 
before they even get on the internet, how do you prepare for that? No, and I love this because I, I was flipping through it and I couldn't read it in the 30 minutes we, we met 30 minutes ago. It's a one flight read, so <laughs> it, it needs read. at least an hour. But it's, it, it's very well broken down. I've read a lot of um, digital influencing social media books that are very, very basic and you could probably read them in those 30 minutes. But this really is a really nice concise breakdown of what you should be doing. When can other people buy this? Because I just stole John's uh, <laughs> copy that you brought in, but when can somebody get it and where can they get it? I would say uh, Amazon is going to be the best place. Okay. Um, and we have, uh, uh, we have a, a website called firstinfluencerteam.com as well, where if you want to be you know, part of the inside team, some people want to uh, jump on uh, webcasts like this with us and other things. We'll keep you in the loop on those type of, th uh, you know, programs that we have and conversations around the book. But really, it goes on sale Amazon. Uh, if you just look it up first, the Street Guide to Digital Business Influence. And then uh, on the 15th. So it's May 15th. It's next week. It's um, and maybe when people are listening to this, it's uh, it'll be now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's um, for those listening now, definitely calendar this and purchase it. And we have a lot of realtors. We have business folks uh, from all different industries that listen. And I tell everybody, you can purchase leads and you can do all this crazy oh, yeah. stuff all the time. But building your own brand is so much more valuable and it's long lasting and it's also consistent. You know, you can buy leads forever and in the real estate sector, realtor.com all of a sudden said, okay, now we're not going to sell leads anymore. And that goes away. And if you haven't built a brand for yourself, then what are you going to do? So highly, highly recommend yeah, and Kate, Kate can attest to this. So uh, earlier we mentioned uh, Frank Montreux, who I yeah. believe has been on the show. He's one of our influencers, and she helps uh, work with uh, his team. But they follow this recipe uh, almost to a T. And uh, she can speak to the fact that in the real estate business, which I told you I've trained for yeah. decades now. I'm it, sorry. Is, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so there's a pattern by which that if you follow a certain process, I mean, that's why they're in the top 10 and recently number one in social media in real estate is because they practice. Frank's one of the best. And Kate, I'll ask you, I, we love Uncle Frank. And he, <laughs> he, he, he actually watches. So if you're watching, Frank, hey, Uncle Frank. Yeah. Um, he is. He's always training. online. He's crazy. And, and his social media is, and for those of us who are realtors or in the real estate business and we follow Frank, he, he's one of the best followed folks on social media. Uh, how is it working with Frank and what do you guys do with Frank that really makes Frank kind of stand out as um, well, it's amazing working with Frank. When I moved here at the end of 2017 and got on with Social Jack and um, got my list of clients to take over and was looking at Frank Mantra, I was like, oh, this guy's like legit. Like, this is a real <laughs> influencer. And I was really excited to get started. But um, I will say, you know, we I have an amazing, talented content creation team that I manage. It's like 15 um, employees underneath me. And Frank is one of the hardest uh, uh, clients to transition in the content creation space because you have to meet him to know right. I mean it's it's any digital strategy it's anybody who buys the book and decides to build a brand and and start from scratch it's any real estate agent that wants to use their brand to sell you have to know what your goals are and you have to know the goals and know Frank to know how to approach his social media so I had a writer on the account for like a few months and every time she'd send the calendar in and I would send it off to the, to the client he's got an administrative assistant that approves the content it's like 
uh, it's not quite there. It's not quite there. And I don't know how to explain to her. Like, it's just, it's not it. And then he came into a workshop and she met him and she was like, oh my gosh, I understand. Like, I totally get Frank now. And that's just how he is. His aura is just like overpowering. It is. Um, he's like the brightest bulb in the room. Well, it's wonderful you guys do that because I think when you're trying to pitch somebody's persona, their influence, their, their social being, you almost have to get to know that person. Oh yeah. And like you said, you manage a staff of 15 people. So you guys basically are kind of A to Z figuring out how to take this individual person or business mm -hmm. and best market them because you can't market me the same way as maybe you do Frank. I mean, we're maybe a little more similar than Frank and a different realtor might be in the way that we handle things. But even Frank and I are probably very different in the way you guys would handle it. Um, so if I'm a realtor or a business owner, I reach out to you guys and first contact you or contact somebody in your team and then you guys will build a plan for them. Yeah, I mean, anybody, you contact Dean, you contact anybody, and we get you um, situated. Our plans are very customizable. We can work with whatever you want, but we have an eight-step influencer development program that everybody pretty much goes through. And the the most important step, I'd say, is the intake. Um, we have you fill out forms, much like what you guys sent us before the, before the show of like questions about our background and stuff, but we ask really in-depth questions. And I think Dean and I, um, Dean had a an intake form when I first started and we've gone back and forth a couple times and added questions and developed them and pushed other things through. Um, and that's, it's very important. You have to be able to answer these questions about yourself in order to, you know, develop your brand, decide who you are, decide what your goals are. And then even a step further than that, I do an intake with all of our clients and we talk through them together. So just this week I had an intake with a new client and he was actually, I mean, ideal client filled it out from top to bottom, which most don't most skip questions. Yeah. And there's I'll come back there's to about it. 60 questions. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's in depth. It's well, you guys depth. filled out our couple questions. A lot of people skip questions for right, us. Too. Yeah. So you can imagine, you know, three pages, they skip things sure. and it's asking, I mean, it's asking vulnerable questions yeah. too like your five-year personal goals and they're like I don't know and I don't know if I want to tell you um, and even a step <laughs> further I do a personal intake with them and I type as they talk and even in that extra step I pull out so many extra things from their story that they might have not thought were important or just didn't want to talk about and sometimes I have to talk them into disclosing so um, we really try to get a good grasp on the brand of the influencers that we're working with by pulling out those details from their stories that's awesome because I, th I feel like a lot of people get in their own way or at least are self-conscious about putting the real them out there which is what you're selling if you're selling a fake version of you at some point either it's gonna people are gonna recognize that or you're just not gonna be able to tell that story efficiently when you're out there talking to somebody else that you're trying to sell your business yeah and to. I think I think that's the moment of truth I talk about the first truth telling is one of the first chapters in there is because that's 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 I think our epiphany of working with these folks and, and you're sitting in the meeting and they're like, but I don't want people to know that. And that's the moment that you're like, well, you're not ready to be a real influencer. You're not willing to tell the truth and be vulnerable. And it's tough. There's things that, that, you know, I talk about now that took me years to think about even telling anybody because, you know, you grow up, you have limiting beliefs. There's all kinds of things that get in the way that's, and especially with social media, it's like everybody, first set out to be this person they weren't right you know i said it was the That's first stage yeah it's the first stage where people were like oh i have to look this way and you know the old-fashioned uh website bio where everybody's picture is taken with the exact same background right, right. <laughs> everything's formatted to the same number of words you know and i'm like 
no, no, no. Let's all we're all individuals, right? And and we all have a we all have a space in the world to be that individual. And if there's a million realtors, you're the one that's different than sure. all the other ones. Well, I said it before, you were fashion forward 15 years ago to be thinking about this stuff. What got you to start thinking about digital marketing? Because 15 years ago, nobody was thinking about this sort of thing. Yeah, I was bussing tables when I, at the age of 13. That's what started it all. Really? Yeah, no, okay. I, I was in, I was in, I, no, seriously. So uh, I went completely in hospitality. Kate and I both had a turn in hospitality, but anybody that's worked in hospitality knows that there's a level of hustle and a level of work that you have to do. But I was fortunate to be in a business restaurant where people connected and they networked. And it was at that moment that I understood the value of a good network or connection and where that could get you. Sure. So fast forward to technology and all of a sudden we became connected in a different way. So rather than us just having three or four lunches, building trust and now getting a piece of business or a referral, now we could go on the internet and actually connect that way, then go have the lunch and, and build trust. So there was this whole methodology that I developed without even knowing it way back then. And I was able to build, you know, get my first job that way. I was able to build my first company and the next company and the next company. And, and I've just been blessed with that process in me. And, the, and, then, and then adding social media was like, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. Right. It's come to me. And it's, it's, it's a catalyst um, to helping people's businesses grow, but you've probably evolved everything you do so much. Because I, I was reading that social media in the last year has evolved, and I could, this article could be totally off base, so you guys <laughs> can tell me if I'm wrong. There is no fake news. But it, it has no <laughs> fake news at all. But they said in the last year, it's advanced more than the previous five years, and in the last five years, it advanced more than it ever had right. from inception. How do you guys stay on top of it? Because I know as a business <laughs> owner, I, I, I told our agents this recently. I said, long gone the days where you just do a, hey, this was just listed and here's this. There's so many, even with Facebook ads, there's so many things you got to do and Instagram and LinkedIn's now turning into kind of a social network. What are you guys doing to just stay on top of that? Well, uh, you know, Kate can attest to this, but uh, we, we build a structure and a culture where everybody that comes in is required to learn and teach ongoing because it changes so fast. And so uh, Kate does a great job with her team of managing the uh, Business Influence uh, Alliance, Influencer Alliance Facebook group. And it's a sandbox for us to play and learn and work together. And so a as a business, she was mentioning how we cover the news every week and we go through these uh, articles and things that change and we share that. And in our company meetings, we share that and we decide, you know, should we start using this? Should we tell our customers about this? And you have to really sort because there is so much going on and so much changing we have to pick and choose that but what what do you think kate i mean obviously it, it's hard to stay on top of anything that changes as much as digital does um i can say like one thing you know so i manage the social media department and the appointment setting department we call it scouting and drafting and one thing that i've really done to stay on top of evolving social media is i worked the eight steps of our program or i'm continually working them so when i so so kind of like an interesting story. I didn't even have a LinkedIn profile when, well, I guess I did when I got a 
attached to Dean, but I had created it maybe two weeks before. So I was living in South Georgia. I didn't like my job. I was bored. I didn't like South Georgia. I was bored. And I was looking to move back to Chicago because my grandmother got diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so um, I decided to make the move. I got connected with Dean through someone who knew someone who knew Dean. And then he said, Dean's on LinkedIn. He's very active on LinkedIn. So I created a profile (laughs) and I started putting it together and I contacted Dean on LinkedIn and that's how we connected. And then, you know, we were in conversations for a few weeks and then I finally moved here and I accepted the job. And then with the, with, you know, as I was learning things and I learned the eight step program, I really worked it. And so in the past year and a half, I'm now over 2000 connections. I put out content. I scout for people in my network, the way we teach our clients do. I engage 20 minutes a day, the way I teach my clients too um and so when i'm out there and i'm working the steps and i for one can say that they work but i'm also tracking trends and tracking how people answer and so then i'm the first one that can come to him and say listen this isn't really working anymore what if we adjust um and we are that learning culture that changes and and learns and shares articles and shares news and so i think that that's really what keeps us on top of everything well it's great that you're implementing everything that you guys are coaching the companies to do to help grow your own company because Mm -hmm. that that to me is kind of you know, proof in the pudding. They're doing exactly right. what yep. they're telling us to do. Kate, you have like this personality. I can tell right away when you came in here, it's, you're very easy to speak to and you, you make somebody feel very comfortable. I feel like for a lot of people on, when you talk about being in media or digital marketing or like a social media platform, being in front of a camera or being in front of video is is one of the most nerve-wracking things for people. Mm-hmm. You're obviously a natural at it, and Dean, it seems like you probably yeah. have experience in very, very Just natural a little bit, at it. Yep. <laughs> um, what's your advice to somebody? So obviously Frank was an example, and he's very comfortable. But if I came in and I'm a realtor or a business owner and I'm just shelled up, I just don't yeah. want to be in front of a camera, what do you do to make somebody like that comfortable? First of all, you just have to do it. You just literally have to do it and there's no other tips or tricks that can get you to do it. But I will say from coaching clients through it, from helping people on our team do it, from doing it myself, the number one thing holding you back is jumping in and doing it. And once you do one or two LinkedIn video or video invites or however you planning on using it, you just get addicted and you think of other things you want to shoot and you think of other times to take video. Um, so it's, it's like any other habit that you make, right? It's just jumping in and trying it and getting over the fear. Um, but there's a couple tips and tricks that I used from radio. So I was a radio personality in South Georgia. And one of which, um, we teach our clients this a lot is to put a picture up of somebody you're comfortable talking to or your ideal client. So if you're working on your pitch, like your 22nd elevator pitch or whatever, put a picture of your client or somebody you're comfortable talking to or whatever and just pretend like you're talking to them and it sounds really silly but I used to do that in the radio booth and I've had clients do it as they're doing videos for social media and they're like it really works so I would say that because it's just all about being authentic and being comfortable and then use as many takes as you have to record it watch it and do it again. You know what I mean? Take your time, practice, because it's not, the first one's not going to be the best. And if you follow the hashtag, my first video on LinkedIn, you'll laugh because some of them really are (laughs) bad. There's an actual hashtag for that? Oh, I'm going to go look at it. And I will go follow it and I will go leave people words of encouragement on it because LinkedIn is so encouraging. It's not Snapchat. It's not Instagram. It's not your, your friend that you were talking about that was on the podcast and people were, his friends were trolling him. It's not like that. It's accepting. If you post, 
post a video, people are just like, heck yeah, like you are right. Like I totally agree. Like everybody is excited that you're jumping in and trying and specifically in fields that aren't digital marketing because everybody in digital marketing is creating videos. But if you're in a different field, like banking or something that you would consider more boring or stale. Nobody in those industries are doing video right now. It's not, it's not congested. It's totally open. And so just jump in and do it. It's a differentiator. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that you're both bringing up LinkedIn because I feel like it's almost kind of the missing piece for a lot of, especially younger entrepreneurs or maybe uh, people who are trying to be influencers. Obviously Instagram, now everyone's like, Mm -hmm. oh, get a check mark or be a social media influencer. But we try in our office to coach people use LinkedIn. There's When's the last time you've logged in though? Yesterday actually. Really? Okay. The reason being because I was coaching somebody gotcha. on LinkedIn so we were on it yesterday. But if I wasn't, I probably would log in once a month to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, That's and I, I want to mention something too. So remember when Kate was talking about, you know, she kept, she mentioned the fear, right? Sure. And I mentioned the five fears in the book and we studied this for a while because it's ever present, but it's interesting how many people don't want to shoot a video, but you would be shocked, especially on LinkedIn, how many people are scared to even create a post interesting, or engage. And so uh, you said you practice martial arts? Yes. Right, so what are one of the main techniques in martial arts, right? So when breathe. we, is breathe. Right. And so, you know, one of the things we say is, don't forget to breathe. Yeah. And, and just have a conversation. And to Kate's point, whether you're posting or shooting a video, having that comfortable person that you're comfortable talking to or the ideal target, we say, if you have a customer or somebody that uh, you're familiar with, it just creates that calmness and, and allows people to breathe. John has a photo of me back at his house. Every time he shoots a video, he just stares at me. Right, John? <laughs> no, that's on the dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> you have like one of those, right. uh, what do you call the dolls that you wrote? The voodoo dolls of yeah. me? Um, so link, is LinkedIn something that you think, like I, I've watched LinkedIn recently, just almost the interface is changing. It, You have a homepage. It's starting to look a little bit like Facebook's homepage. Do you feel like that's really on the up and up? On, yeah. on, on usage? Oh, without a doubt. We see it daily. I mean, goodness. it's uh, it's And it's one of the places we have people, even realtors, go first, which to your point was a shock to real estate mortgage, the people that are uh, more B2C or B2E, B2 everyone. And uh, what's interesting is we make them go there first because it's the uh, it's really the, the most full story you're going to get of somebody because it has so much to it. You're going to really get the whole person. And so we have you do that first. And then we have you match your other social media sites to whatever that audience is, but keep that story consistent. But that's what we like about it. Do you agree with that, Kate? Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, if you don't see influencers on LinkedIn right now, then your network is you're either building your network exactly by who wants to see your content or you haven't built your network up enough because influencers are everywhere. It was this empty playground, I think, where nobody really knew what to do or how to use LinkedIn and it was this enigma. And then all of a sudden some people went over there and were like, oh my gosh, I can go viral really fast. I can create content. I can get work off of this content. Like these are like real influencers. Like you think of people on Instagram being influencers and getting modeling work. People are getting real work. Like that is an influencer, right? They're creating video and 
content and putting their brand out there and they're getting hired through messages. So yeah, people on LinkedIn have millions of followers. Actually, last year was the first year that LinkedIn was featured at Digital Digital Media Marketing World yep. out in LA and there was a panel of LinkedIn viral video content creators. I can't wait to beg John to cut this last you know, three, four minutes out and play it on loop at Main Street because <laughs> I have just been begging people to go to LinkedIn. And, and I think people aren't going back and realizing, I think you guys just hit the nail on the head. It, it, people didn't know how to use it, didn't know what mm -hmm. to do with it. And now it's just, it's changing at an alarming rate. And I think, well, I think LinkedIn didn't know how to use yeah. it or what to do with That's it. They didn't point. even know. They said, here's this platform and y'all figure it out. Like, yeah. you know, and so it, they did. The people came and they figured it out. Yeah. And, and question for either one of you, Facebook versus Instagram. So I know Facebook was kind of the, obviously smart to be on both, but Facebook was so heavily used and then Instagram started coming up and I was seeing that Instagram usage is almost eclipsing Facebook's mm -hmm. usage. Is that, is that true? And what, yeah. obviously you guys, I'm, this is a presumption, are telling people that they should be smart on both mm -hmm. platforms, but is one becoming a better lead generator than the other? I, I'd say it depends where your audience is, you know, because okay. you, you have two different types of audience. You have one on Instagram where I think it's tougher to be a brand on Instagram. It's better. It's 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 way easier to be a personality or an influencer on Instagram. Uh, and then um, there's still good business life on Facebook, but then also that mix of personal and nobody can touch Facebook's. Uh, personal data that people have. LinkedIn has the very best. Uh, we were just at a conference with them last week, and they were still rated the very best business data. But in terms of overall data, uh, nobody can Facebook. touch Facebook's data. Facebook's ad space, and I'm sure you guys are real intricate with yeah. it. But even us, we we try in our office. We have we have a marketing gal, Laura. She's amazing. But we're constantly trying to figure out, you know. What should we restrict? What who should we target? But there's so many options. Like you said, there's so much data out there, and money's in data now. Um, are you guys seeing that that's even hard to stay on top of because it's constantly evolving? I mean, I guess for the better. But what do you? And this is, I guess, more for the people listening. This is why they're experts because. I'm thinking as as this is going on, I sit there like an idiot trying to figure out what to do. And I think I'm probably more experienced on the social media front than the average person. But you guys take a guy like me or a guy like Frank or somebody with maybe a law firm or a new restaurant, and you guys can target market the right audience. Right. Um, do you find that that's evolving now dramatically on Facebook and taking a little bit away from Google? Um, or is it different there too? It's different. different it, yeah, too. I don't know, Kate. You know, we do we deal in both quite a bit, and Google Business is now uh, trying to be what Google Plus was, and okay. they're, they're just now sort of giving new birth to being a business uh, social network, if you will, by allowing you to post and things like that. But the idea is, I think, uh, you know, we build a lot of audiences. Your team connects mm -hmm. to those audiences. Uh, what do you think in terms of, you know, do you think it's getting easier or better for I companies? would say that they need to be worked in collaboration. So Google and um, Facebook are still superior with all ads in terms, I mean, Facebook obviously bought Instagram and has done a lot with Instagram ads, but Google and Facebook are superior in the ways that you can target down to, you know, the color of the person's hair, like any interest that they have, you can find out so you can build your ideal client and target them exactly that way. And they're both the most cost efficient, um, specifically 
specifically when you can narrow down your keywords. So your keywords for a big brand, for a little brand, for a personal brand, whatever it is, are what you want to be known for. And if you can find the keywords that nobody else is searching for, for your competitors and narrow it down for what you want to be known for, you can get those clicks really, really cheap on Google. And then that helps you with your Facebook ads. So I think it all has to be done in collaboration in terms of which is better. Facebook is superior to all other social platforms right now in terms of what you can drill down on. Um, I don't, what I was always told in marketing from, you know, when I was a marketing intern was we talk to our audiences like we know them because we do. And we do. That's the point of building audiences. That's the point of doing A-B testing. That's the point of collecting CRM and emails and tagging them in our database so we know where we met them and how we talk to them, right? And so when we know as much information as we do about an audience, there's really no way your ad should be doing badly. Like you know who your target client is and then you can literally pay money to put an ad for you in front of them. I mean, that's that's gold right there. Right. And it's, uh, I'm sure you guys really work on this a lot. I feel like I see a lot of businesses that have a very clouded and confusing message. You know, the idea of have some childlike clarity so that people know what the heck you're doing. Um, and I think the value and another one of the benefits and values of working with a company like you guys is you guys can probably get that message across. Like you said, we can figure out who your audience is. And if you don't know your audience, you probably should figure that out. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you guys have a better grasp of who that person's directed audience is. And then how to clearly reach them because obviously yeah. you know the platform but clarity i think matters too yeah and i think the big thing is is people think they need to have a lot of followers or have a huge audience to get results and it's not the case uh you know we like to say well it's not about the number of people it's about the amount of engagement okay. especially on social but back to what uh, kate was saying uh, just because i think this is super important on Google, remember, the people that are in Google are searching for answers, and you want to be the answer, right? In social media, that's disruptive. That means that you're in there for social reasons, and in the middle of your conversation, somebody is displaying a very hopefully targeted ad in front of you to pull you out of that discussion and to get you to go do what they sure. want you to do. So so to Kate's point, you always want to think omni-channel, and and fr- please make sure that you just budget enough money to test yeah. because most people are like, you know, what can I do? Cause they'll tease you and go, here's a $50 coupon, <laughs> you know, yeah. here's a hundred dollar coupon, mm-hmm. run some ads. No, no, no. don't because yeah. <laughs> you'll get sucked in. Yeah. And you know, so the idea of like, like remarketing, I, I know what it is and I'm sure somebody listening right now might not know, you know, you go on Google now, people say all the time, I looked at a watch and then I had a hundred watch ads all over social media. Oh yeah, I got a bunch of uh, pool pumps coming up yeah. right now because I'm searching <laughs> pool pumps this yeah. weekend. The pump went out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's about that time to open the pool. No, it's, our, it's, it. it's open. Yeah, it's open. No, yeah. And I didn't even need the pump, I needed a part, but it's all good. So, so But it's funny because I'm like in the middle of uh, Holanus today, it's another social platform and all of a sudden a pool pump is in Holanus. I go, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. It feels like, my mom says this all the time and she is not on any social media my dad's on instagram but mom always goes why is it every time i go online everything i look at now is trying to sell the same thing to me i'm like mom the internet's smart now she's like how do they have all my information i'm like don't worry about it Your information <laughs> don't even begin to tell her stop yet. stop yeah, worrying yeah. about it. it's everywhere now yeah it is you can't you, escape it so with forward progress you guys are using influencers to help you know uh companies, brands, or individuals. And and think about influencers. I want to be uh, clear about this. Influencers can also be 
customers. Okay. Right. So you know the old fashioned testimonials. Uh, sure. Real yeah. estate, right? That's a big one. Oh, Huge. got my got Our the reviews. keys. Everybody's all happy. Um, but they can be employees. They could be customers. They don't have to be somebody like on Instagram where you're paying, you know, five hundred dollars a post. It could just be somebody that's also being collaborative with you and, and is willing to be in it with you. So we also look for partner-based influencing too. So that's a- Wonderful. Okay, yeah. I never even thought of, so my mind as a lay person, when you say, okay, an influencer, I think of that person who might have a million followers and mm -hmm. if I'm selling protein shakes, they are holding a protein shake and saying, I drink this. <laughs> and that's why- <laughs> That's I look, what we all think about, That's right? why I look that yeah. way. But so that is a misconception really to the idea yeah. of it being the only way to have a social influencer. So the way influencer marketing was described to me the first time when the, when the, the coined phrase came out is that Bill Gates can walk into a party and say, you're really cool, you're a good friend. And how many people are gonna believe him because they trust Bill Gates. Whereas if you walked into the party and said, I'm really cool, I'm a good friend, how many people are going to believe you if they don't know you oh, or trust you? So that's what it is. Everybody has a level of influence, right? Bill Gates, obviously way more, but in your network, you're the go-to guy for what you do. So you have, you are an influencer in your network. And so their influencer marketing is different than just Kylie Jenner posting a picture of, you know, weight loss supplement or whatever it is. It's you, you know, working with somebody who has a major network and posting a picture like, Hey, I helped them find their dream home and then you attach to everybody in their network that they have influence over you hear that office agents i'm an influencer too <laughs> exactly. the office. we actually do that on our webcast every single wednesday and like whenever we talk to people we always ask them like are you an influencer and sometimes they're like maybe and we're like no you are you're an influencer you have That's influence awesome. over your network well we actually scored your influence and you know where you can no, i'm just <laughs> yeah i was like you got me excited i my, my attention peaked up. So, so when people ask, you know, how many followers do you need to actually have, make money off of a post? Is there a magic number for that one? Or no, no, no magic number. It's not about the followers. Okay. It's such a the engagement. Yeah. It's all about the engagement. So, okay. so one of the things Dean taught me when I came to the company that totally makes sense and I talk about all the time is that social media is a networking event. And we, we use oh, this analogy all the time. It's, it's going to a networking event. Making a post is going to a networking event. So if you look at it as making a post is like handing out your business card, right? Hi, I'm Kate. Here's a post. Here's what I do, right? Okay. Likes and engagements are joining in on the conversation. So the comments are what's gold. That's having a conversation. If you make a post, hand out your business card to somebody and they come on and leave a comment that's a real conversation that's a real lead on doing business on collaborating on whatever is next so it's all about conversations i'm gonna have this playing on loop in my office i swear <laughs> my tagline is likers get likes commenters get comments obviously wish everybody a happy birthday but comment and like and try to engage people because yep. the more you do that the more people are going to come back and do that for you as well um, I won't say likes are bad though. I mean, obviously if you go through and like every single post, I, I won't say likes are bad. It's a great way to jump in. When I have, when we have clients that first start with us, one of the things I say is when they develop who they want to go after on LinkedIn, who they want to add into their network, just depending on their career goals. I always tell them to go do like a virtual flirt with these people before they message them and go like some of their comment. Cause I always think of it as like flirting, you know, go like something that they posted, go leave a comment. But those likes are really good if you're just looking to kind of jump in and get your feet wet but I let's flirt, also give I flirt with a lot of people oh, online on. <laughs> there's and, and and i've been caught doing this too but what we tell people to watch out for is like you know don't don't you know we we have people on 20 minutes a day 
but don't go in in a solid 20 minutes and do like a thousand likes because now on the flip side your news feed is like kate like this kate like this kate I like see. this kate like this and now all of a sudden it's like we call those likeaholics because people feel like they are connecting to their audience but they're really not but flirt with people and test the waters and and just put your you know toe on the dance floor and start to like things but don't do it all at once, like right. once or twice I a week. Like a Hollis Anonymous, because yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm that yeah. guy. Like, like, well, like, we all like, do, we all get caught up in it because it's like, oh, I got to catch up on social media, and then yeah. we go in there and boom, 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 and then uh, and and yeah. a few loves and a few. Yeah, yeah now LinkedIn faces, has uh, a range yeah. of uh, LinkedIn caught up to Facebook, and you can do a range of different emotions. Emotions, yeah. yeah they oh. have they have like, they have applause, they have love, they have um, curious, curious, yeah, they have thoughtful. It's like a bubble, uh, light bulb, <laughs> insightful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Insightful. Wow. Okay. So. <laughs> they, it is really kind of, and I like that about LinkedIn now because it's um, it's more interactive then. Yep. You know, yeah. I used to say uh, people go on LinkedIn to see what you've done and see what your work history is and just kind of check you out. Now they can go on there and engage with you, which mm -hmm. is really cool too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The idea of the somebody actually asked me to ask you guys this today, and I'm very curious myself, and so is John. How do you get a check mark? How does that happen? Oh, God. Verified? Yeah, verified. Verified, yeah. How do you get a little... We don't know. Well, <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing the onboarding for Holanus, which is another uh, influencer platform, social network, if you will. But um, so uh, so there's an uh, there's an inquiry application. So there's, there's a couple ways. So one is if somebody comes, you know, if you get enough followers and we're talking about, you know, you start climbing above 250,000 followers and then 300, 500, they see the climb, uh, you'll get tagged on a list and then Instagram will actually contact you about okay. being verified. Um, and then that, because they can monetize, right? right? So, so they're in the business too. And the same sure. with YouTube is, but let's not go there. Um, we're we're all angry at YouTube right now just because okay. they cut everybody's pay. So oh, really? uh, that's another episode. So the idea though is with is with um, being verified. It's a very specific process. Now, obviously, The Rock and all these people that have millions mm -hmm. of followers, it's it's super easy because they have followers and engagement. But they are starting to relook at all the programs, and the reason we say. I don't know is because anytime you ask them the formula, they won't tell you. Right. Yeah. There's no you formula. can inquire to be verified, but in most cases, even even LinkedIn did this for a period of time and they shut it down just because it's it's a managed process. Right. And and even though we're in a world of algorithms, you know, we call them algos. You know, they, even though we're in that world, uh, there's no algo that that they can come up with that legitimately makes you verified. verified so so you know what we say is just focus on your mission forget about the check mark focus on your mission about being an influencer in your space climb and monetize and and Maybe you know you'll get yeah, yeah. Uh, laugh all the way to the bank and then you'll get a check mark yeah perfect <laughs> See John, no check mark for you, buddy. I not yet. Not yet. Well, uh, well, I just I just checked four hundred followers to gain. <laughs> I just checked. I think you're at half a million, so you're getting there. You're getting We're there. Getting there. there We're we go. Go. You're good. You're you're on the Fraud. climb. You're on the climb. <laughs> we got until five p. Exactly. And then it went down to like forty nine ninety or fifty nine ninety eight. And I'm like, damn it, what happened? I lost a couple, and then I kind yeah. of went back over and then back under. I was like, come on, just get back over that thousand number. But what is, what is the number really? It doesn't mean. Is it, does an extra just, number mean another household? Does it mean another dollar in your me. pocket? I mean, I think uh, to be critical of myself, I think I'm way too scared. I don't use my Instagram really as a um, as a business platform. I don't think, yeah. and I think um, I'm bad at 
being very directed with the way I use it. I just mm-hmm. post, I post my dog, I post me, I post me out. But I'm I, glad I'm you good. mentioned that because yeah. that's not bad. So okay. one thing that we talk about a lot is that while your story should be consistent across brands, we still believe that you can use your social media platforms differently if you want to. My Instagram is very personal. It doesn't have anything to do with business, but I still have my story is consistent. My profile picture is consistent. You can see who I am. I'm not doing anything crazy on there. And it's a great place for me to humanize my brand, post that personal content because otherwise, so if you only posted your, you know, professional content on all of the platforms, you would just be like a floating head, right? You're just a profile picture. All your pictures are like you in front of a house. They're you doing business work. They're you in a suit, but people want to see that you have a dog. They want to see that you have a life outside of work. They want to find something to make a personal connection with you by, you know, they want to know who the real you is. I love that you said that because one of the things I see a lot with realtors is, uh, and I'm just using realtors because I coach and train them a lot, is real estate post, real estate post, real estate post, yeah. real estate post, oh real estate God. post. Listing, then, listing, listing. Huge listing. And then you don't have anything personal. So people will, they can unfollow you. Mm-hmm. So they can just not see your stuff. And for a lot of them who aren't comfortable with social media, I think people in general who aren't comfortable with posting, and I, I never thought about that as the, as the post sometimes gives people anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. They just don't post enough between the business posts to give themselves that kind of human feeling. And I think that's one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of people I meet is they just, if they're going to do the business, then they feel like, oh my God, I'm posting too much. So I'm not going to put post anything else about me. And then it becomes basically a drowned out business. Well, there's, there's a social awkwardness to everybody. Even if we're really good at networking events, there's a part of us that, that almost at times doesn't know what to do, even if we've been doing it forever, you know? And, and so what, what I find interesting in human behavior is, is watching the people, especially like you say, when you train, what I'll do before I train realtors or in a class is I will go up and talk to them and meet them. And it's funny, the first people that sometimes whip out their business card Mm -hmm. and it's like a social crutch and it's like, and I'm like, uh, we're not there yet. If you do that to me and I shake my head, you know exactly where I'm going with this because we're going to get to know each other and I'm going to decide, you know, I, I don't know what that costs you a penny, but I'm not going to waste your penny. Right. So, 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 you know, let's have a conversation sure. and same on social, you right. know, Kate was talking about that. It's like, have a conversation and then decide. I, I've met some of the best people, uh, you know, uh, at, on Twitter and then seen them in real life. And I'm, and I'm sometimes way better friends than somebody I've seen at 10 events. Sure. Mm-hmm. No, I, it's, that's a great point. You know, the whole idea of going to an event and networking, I think makes a lot of people nervous too. meeting strangers. I, to be honest about that too, I, I hated networking events. Yeah. I feel like I'm not bad at them because I've, I was on a large board at the Association of Realtors. And I've gone to a lot of events and I have to do these things. But I tell people all the time, I hated going to them. I was nervous. I like talking to people I know, but just having a random conversation with somebody, I didn't like doing it. It was by force of doing it consistently that I got better at it. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you all the time. You get these people who are just like, well, here, here's, here's what I do. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really care unless I know you well. Mm-hmm. Unless I get to know something I compare something those. About you. So since social media is a networking event, I compare those to the people that slide in your LinkedIn DMs and yeah. say, "Hi, my name's Kate. This is what I can do for you." And they send you this three-page long yes, paragraph. I was I was yeah. just going there. The this is our PSA. Stop sending those messages to all of us. Yeah. Okay. I don't care if that's what you do. 
figure out what I do. Right. right. Send me a message about that. Yeah. And then I'll ask what you do. That's great advice. I almost every day I'm getting somebody on LinkedIn that's like, this is what I do. Do you want a custom, a oh my custom gosh, suit? Every I'm hour. Like, no, I'm fine. I got <laughs> enough suits. But it's just like, a, you've now annoyed me with that DM. Yeah. And that, that's great. Get to know the person and then send them that message. Do you guys um, go to a ton of networking events, the two of you? Is that yeah. kind of... Yeah, Social Jack time? is... Yeah, we have a whole production crew that does okay. a lot of social streaming. So live stream. So that whole crew is at events and sometimes it's in concert with if we're at, you know, an event and like the Tony P event and those type of things where we're, uh, you know, the audience makes sense to us, then you'll see us at those events. But yeah, we, uh, we work a lot of events. We go to a lot of events and, um, you know, Kate, you have uh, Local X. That's the new name, right? So Yeah, so yeah. it used to be called LinkedIn Local. Now it's called Local X. It's okay. this global initiative um, for people to make real connections outside of LinkedIn. So people that you, you know, work with on LinkedIn are connected to and then you meet them in real life. So um, it's, it's global. It's been around for about a year. Millions of people have joined our events and we have um, an event in Chicago. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts. They're, they're amazing. They're what events like no, no other. Um, June 11th, it's okay. at the Met Club. Um, if you connect with me on LinkedIn, I've been posting about it. I'll continue to post about it. I'm going to connect and um, slide in your DMs. Yeah, we are, are We already connected. Oh, we're connected? Yeah, I connected okay, to you as soon as, yeah. There we go. I, but I, I thought you said you steps. blocked him, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I work these eight steps. I connect <laughs> yeah. with you as soon as we got this I, uh, I'm going to for sure uh, send you a message. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're amazing events. but And I will say too, so like I said, I, I, I manage a team of about 15 and we bring, um, we have all ages underneath us right from like from like still in college i think we have a couple we have an intern that's still in high school yeah right um we have like you know up until like 25 26 um and then i'm 29 and they they're funny because they come to me and i'm not that much older than them and they'll say like how are you so comfortable at networking events and i think that the you have to know going into an event what your goal is, right? Yeah. If you're going into an event, like a lot of times with Dean, we'll go into an event that's our client database right here. Like this is who we need to be talking to. And he'll say, we want to get three, four qualified leads before we leave. Like we want to know who we want to set up meetings with. But if you're going to build relationships and network, just know that in your head, right? Go and start conversations. Then what do you have to be nervous about? You're going to network. Have a couple shots of tequila. Oh, that, that always, that always helps. helps me. That always helps. A few shots uh, of tequila. I recommend and I'm bourbon. Bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Bourbon for you. Tequila for me. I like whiskey. There yeah. we go. John, what are you going to drink? Irish. Irish yeah, whiskey. Irish whiskey over there. Perfect. A little Jameson. I think, yeah, practice always does make perfect with that. And obviously knowing what you want to get across. One of the other questions, and I, I have a friend who I'm meeting with next week, and he's launching a company. And uh, I had him reach out to me and say, hey, listen, I'm starting my first company. Uh, would you sit down with me and talk me through it and he's going to keep doing his nine to five and launch a company which i think he needs to do because of his circumstances do you guys work with a lot of companies that are just immediately trying to launch their company yeah we so actually important. we actually have something that we've been running since the birth of the company called okay. a rapid launch plan okay so uh you know forward progress has been doing that forever and the reason we did that is because when digital came on it became so hard to grasp and people didn't know what to do where and and we got tired of people would pay us big money to do big marketing plans and i'm like 
but wait a minute, we don't need all this. We need to understand some, some fundamental things and get you out of the gate and really begin testing uh, where you're going to go and how fast you're going to go. So uh, we have a real lean system to do an in, another you know, intake. We interview the company. Uh, we help get them out of the gate and build a nice social presence for them. And it's very economical and, and we have it for all sizes. So if it's a startup, if it's a uh, you know, it doesn't matter wherever you're at, we can take you to that next step. And that's so important, especially when you're starting from zero to get some traction and get going really fast and get in right. front of your audience is, is incredibly difficult to do and incredibly important. And I feel like as the digital presence is changing, it's becoming harder. I started the law firm 10 years ago in Main Street 5, and I feel like 10 years ago, there wasn't that much competition in the media space. Five years ago, there probably wasn't that much. Now, it's you definitely have to get up, get going, and get going yeah. relatively quickly. Um, you guys are obviously both very, very busy people. Outside of everything you guys do with the companies, what do you guys do for fun? I'll start with you. I'm, I'm in the gym, martial arts, uh, weekends. I'm grilling and chilling. That's my hashtag. And okay. so if you want to follow that on Instagram, it's really? pretty popular. Yep, It is? So grilling and chilling. So, uh, well, it's not just mine. I've got about... 10,000 friends in there too. So, awesome. but the idea is I just love getting creative and having fun with the grill and outdoor, uh, anything outdoors. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then family time. So I spend a lot of time with uh, family and friends. Do you have a smoker? Well, I have a, yeah, well, no, I've got a smoker. Yeah. I've got like three or four different grills. Uh, Cause I have a green egg. Yeah. There you and go. then I have a, just the, the regular charcoal grill and then I have my gas grill. So I am a Griller and chiller too. Yeah, and I just uh, and I just thought because you said smoker, and then uh, like Frank Montreux, I also like cigars. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's where Frank and I meet is sometimes at the cigar bar. So I am uh, a huge fan of my green egg. It's when I moved out to the suburbs, I figured what can I do to become suburban? And, uh, <laughs> it was get a green egg. I had a friend of mine that had one, and he he did ribs on the green egg, and I'm like, oh my god, these are the best ribs I've ever had. And, now I think mine are better. I'm than on those. a jalapeno kick, man. I'm cooking a ton of stuff with jalapenos. Really? So just figuring out different ways to use Grilling it, it or smoking it or Gr both? Grilling mostly. Grilling yeah. mostly? Yeah. Awesome. I'm, well, John, we know where we're going over for yeah, dinner for or you. lunch. Or <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we call it Camp Delisle. It's got its own page on the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. and you and your son both have black belts, I read? Yep. Taekwondo. Third, third degree, right? Good for you guys. Did he? You guys start together, or were you a black belt? Start, and then start together, and oh, we're, good for yeah, you. We still, uh, we still do some sparring. So awesome! <laughs> I bet you're sometimes right in the front seat. <laughs> you beat him up for a long time, and then he started getting. Yeah, I've a gotten a few older. black and, uh, black guys from uh, sparring. That's games, awesome. So, yeah. uh, and I saw. I think he works with you. Yeah, he runs yeah, awesome. the production team. So uh, very all cool. the Social Jack Productions podcasts and all that stuff. He very very cool. Yeah, in fact, I asked him to to tune into this, and he goes, "I'm editing, I'm editing," and I go, "Okay, well, listen to the recordings." So. Well, if you're watching. Watching, give us a funny story about Dean. There's so many. Nice. We'll give him a good tough one. Uh, and how about you, Kate? Um, what do I like to do in my free time? Whenever people ask me, I always feel awkward saying my hobby is drinking. Um, no, no, it's okay. Really we bad. don't mind. John. Yeah. Um, but John I do like you. to drink and I like to travel. Those okay. are like two of my favorite hobbies. So when I go to new cities, I go to a brewery and I can do my two favorite things at once. And nice. I collect growlers. Um, 
from all the different breweries I've been to. But honestly, I'm just I'm just like a really social person. Like I Can like tell. to do anything if there's people around to hang out with. So like I, I'm really into sports. Um, I'm on another podcast that I said earlier. Um, I like to be around people. I love to like cook dinner. I love to entertain people. I know that sounds um, funny, but my family like we grew up eating at the dinner table every single day. We were like that Italian family, and I still just like love. I don't live near family a lot, so I like. I love having people over and cooking for them and playing games. And I'm also really competitive. So like darts and board games and things like yeah. that. So I'm just really social. Anytime I'm around people, I'm good. If you land on a hotel in Monopoly, do you just like pick up the board and toss it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just like just I'm table out. flip. Like I'm done. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, travel drink combo location? Like brewery location. Ooh. Um, so, okay. Is it okay if I don't remember the name? Oh, I don't Okay, care. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. You could make it up and I wouldn't know Perfect. any better anyways. So, <laughs> I went to this brewery. Um, when I was in Nashville a year, it was about a year before I moved here. So, probably in 2016, I went there for a friend from high school's wedding. And it was just an amazing trip because I hadn't seen her in a long time. I went with a friend that I knew. So, I lived here from when I was born to 10. Okay. And then I moved to Georgia. So my date was actually from here, my date to the wedding. And I hadn't mm -hmm. seen him since I was like 15, had visited Illinois and saw him the last time. But we stayed really close in connection. And then on LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. Oh, yeah. Well, no, we're Facebook. We're, it's a Facebook. real connection. Okay. It's on Facebook. Facebook. Um, <laughs> we have tagged pictures and everything together. So he was my date. And then it was for a wedding from a girl from my that I went to high school with and hadn't talked to in a lot of years that she was marrying a guy we also went to high school with. And then I stayed with one of my best friends from college's cousin in Nashville and we all got together one night and went to this brewery in Nashville so it was just a bunch of like the five degree separation of Kate like all these people that didn't know each other we went to a brewery in Nashville where they grew all the herbs on top um, of the roof so oh. I had like this basil beer and they were like yes this basil was grown up here just five months ago and and they had like a picture of it like dried next to the keg and it was freaking cool and they grew all of their own stuff to put in the beers well, i'm going to nashville next month so it, i'm gonna have to I love yeah nashville. I, I, I have love it nashville. i have it tagged awesome. in my instagram i can send it to you it was Perfect. a freaking cool brewery nashville is just such a fun the atmosphere in nashville is so much fun when i've gone down there everybody's having a good time yeah it's oh, just yeah. that's uh, why the it's the bachelorette good, the drinks party are good. it's like, like it's taking over place. right from vegas uh. yep absolutely actually did you just see do you follow sports yeah so the draft was yeah, there and so the, the bachelorette parties went just crazy in nashville yep. and some bachelorette parties like trying to sue now because they were like this was our bachelorette party it's like well should have planned a little bit better there <laughs> i can tell you you're not suing them for that no, yeah definitely. right <laughs> But that's funny. I saw all of like the quick videos of all the bachelorettes pissed off because yeah. the place was overrun. It's guys. The guys one. were probably really happy that the draft was in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this, we got a draft. We got we got beer. We got barbecue, and Bourbon? we got bachelorette parties. Exactly. Yeah. And I love like I love the all the bands in the windows. Come yeah. on, isn't that the best thing? Come yeah. On. The live bands. Yeah. And you just walk. You can go to ten different bars in one night and have a good time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's actually thinking about Chicago and you said, you know, you're a social person. And the cool thing about moving to Chicago is there's so much going on all the time. There's so many events. There's so many restaurants. There's so many places you can go. 
to meet people. So it's a perfect place for you. Yes. You get social it's well. actually so funny that you said that because I get in conversations with people all the time and you're like, oh, I've lived here about a year and a half. And they're like, have you been here yet? And you're like, no. And they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, there are so many places. <laughs> so many places. You could live here your whole life and not I, go everywhere. I'm born and raised and people tell me all the time, you've never been there before? I'm like, no. Yeah, but how about like, just let me know where it is and I'll check it out. Like, yeah. don't get mad at me. 22,000 neighborhood bars. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, it's, it's wow. crazy. Yeah, it's like and crazy. one popping up every day. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have an event coming up, so I wanna I wanna showcase the event. I'll whichever mm -hmm. one of you want to kind of throw the yeah. No, we're excited. So one of our influencers is Wayne Mesmer, so uh, we're excited about that. And uh, June twenty first, we have Wrigley Field, and it's called and it's uh, you can go to MVP Social Selling, Wayne uh, Wayne huh dot com dot com yeah. And uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne just has this amazing comeback story. So he has an amazing keynote and an amazing, uh, just a life story about about just how to keep going, how to, how to stay motivated. And of course, uh, you know, I'm going to go on to social selling and and teach people how to be an influencer. It's all sales driven. So it's about how to stay motivated and how to be digital, but also how to be real. And so Wayne and I are going to tag team and do this MVP social selling event. And uh, we're going to do it in the morning on a Friday. We're going to have lunch. And then we're going to select a couple of uh, participants to walk down as he sings the national anthem. So Wow, wow that is nice. really down to the then field. go to a game. And then go to the game. We have tickets for the game. Oh, that's a lot of cool stuff. And John just actually put up the website uh, as a, a banner at the bottom of the mm -hmm. video. And for those of you who are listening to this, if you put in the code SJVIP100, you get 100 bucks off, which yeah. is really, really cool. So which nobody really else has that. right now except this show. So go for it. Look at that. Quickly. Wheelhouse. We're, we're only allowing five tickets at that price, too. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. So get the tickets. I think John and I are going to go. We'll obviously buy tickets at full price or I, uh, I no 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 we're yeah. but no that and, is and you'll that's get awesome. a, and you'll get a free book well i already have a free book john <laughs> <John's laughs> so. gonna scratch to, his name off and then have to rip this off yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna cross off john and just write in mo and then say it's actually signed uh, too uh, sorry mo, buddy uh, mo i've got one for you don't thank worry. you buddy um we always leave kind of with some advice for entrepreneurs and i'm gonna ask you both kate maybe i'll start with you um it can be on starting a business it can be on social media it could be on drinking since that's your passion. Whatever you <laughs> want to give them, just some advice to entrepreneurs. Ooh. Um, I would say my advice for entrepreneurs is understand your own values. Um, I think that was a really big thing for me, like moving from Georgia um, to here and, you know, making the leap to join a new company and uproot my life and, you know, something that brought me to Dean and something I've done a lot of soul searching on when I do our very lengthy intake form for myself. Um, but I, I think when you have a clear understanding of your own values, I think a lot of other things fall into place, whether or not your mission is to go into business for yourself, help grow another business. It should be with something that you believe in and that your values align. And I think a lot of people are always chasing after the wrong thing, um, you know, telling their story the wrong way because they don't have an understanding on the key things that they really value in their life. And that's the best expression of who you are. Wow, it's awesome. I love that. Thanks. And Dean? Yeah, so a lot of my book uh, was written and, and driven from my serial entrepreneurialism. And uh, I, I've got to say, uh, don't operate alone. Just know that there's people that care about you that, and we call it social teaming. There's a whole chapter on this, but the idea is, um, 
most entrepreneurs, it's a very lonely space. You know, even most successful executives, it's lonely at the top, that phrase. But it's really not. It's it's a choice. And so what you should do is know that there's people that care for your success, that, that want to help you. And yeah, there's going to be naysayers and things like that. They're not part of your team. But, but there's so many people out there that want the very best for you. Tell them early on what you're doing. Tell them what your dreams are. Just like your friend was, was talking yeah. to you. Tell him to talk to five more people. I mean, get a whole team of people to support him on that journey. And so, and so don't be alone. Don't operate alone. And make sure um, you take people on that journey with you. That's awesome. And John has two questions for I you I do, guys. actually. Um, so we've got some John questions. <laughs> yes, indeed. So one of the things... John, John how are you feeling? Um, okay? I'm doing I, all right. I'm giving you your sexy right. voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do a lot of work on LinkedIn, Instagram, and such. But the one thing I've found difficult is with video or just regular posts, getting people to share the videos. I get likes, I get comments, I get DMs. But hitting that share button, I can't. And there are times where I'm feeling spunky, and I'll even put in big bold letters with a smiley face, please share this, or likes are great, shares shares mean you care, something along and it just, it fails. Yeah. What am I doing wrong that I'm getting all the other good stuff, but I can't get the shares? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why do you care more about the shares than the comments? Because in my mind, and I might be wrong on this, if, if somebody is singing it and then sharing it to their network, it's all it's doing is multiplying 100 times over or 1,000 times over. So even if just the four of us here the number of people collectively that we have, if there's one share of something, then that many times four, even if only a percent or two of each of our following mm -hmm. sees it, that is a huge ripple. Right. So actually, LinkedIn is a little different than Facebook, and there's there's a couple reasons why. For one, I think people are more reluctant to share on LinkedIn because you see everything on LinkedIn. So when I go to your profile and I click on your activity, I see everything you've done on LinkedIn and everything you've shared, whereas people on Facebook are more likely to hit that share button because they can't track it that way. So you can't see that I've liked like a holic a million different posts. You can't see that I've shared every single thing anybody's tagged me in. So that's one reason I think people are a little more weary but also LinkedIn doesn't give a specialty in the algorithms for shares on LinkedIn they actually count points against you really? um, yeah they've published this a couple times they don't give shares as much of a visibility as comments or tags so Dean can actually he's got the numbers down but every time someone tags you in a post or leaves a comment you attach to their network and how many people see it 8,000 8,000 so if Instead, I would just switch your strategy instead of asking them to share, tag someone that would like this episode or tag somebody that would enjoy this topic or tag somebody I should have on the show. And that's going to give you 8,000 times however many people get tagged wow. versus we have no way of tracking how many views a share gets because LinkedIn doesn't favor it. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to jump on that for a minute, too. So <clears throat> so, John, one of the. One of the things is, um, how often do you share posts? Oh, very. Uh, as far as video on LinkedIn? Yeah, any kind of post, right? Well, every single Friday. I started doing this a while ago. I do Friday thank yous. Good. And it's just my way of saying thank you to the people who connected with me, both on LinkedIn and Instagram. But then I'm constantly posting segments from the show. Um, 
and then just text regular throwing things out there and saying hello to people and such. Yeah. And so, and so you're helping to share their content, right? And, mm-hmm. and so, um, as you, so you're going into other people's content and you're sharing it, right? Sure. Yep. So in, in doing that, that's building rapport and relationship. And we talked about social teams. So the idea is don't do it necessarily, or don't, don't have the intention to want to do it or to do it necessarily because of the algorithms. Cause like Kate says, even if they're this way today, they're going to be different tomorrow. It, it is what it is. So the idea is, you know, the sharing part is more of a rapport builder. So if, if people are not sharing, that means that they don't feel the desire that it's, it's necessarily shareable for their audience. And so what I recommend to people is to, is to pick up the people that are on your social team and have a conversation with them and, and or have an agreement and say, hey, listen, um, I, I noticed you haven't been sharing any of my content and I appreciate your engagement with me. Is there a reason? And, and people are honest. If they're on your team, they're going to tell you. And maybe they just don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not right for their audience. But, but if you're in relationship and rapport and, and we have a whole system for making sure that you have those regular conversations with them, uh, you're going to be surprised at the change in that engagement. And, and again, you're not necessarily doing it for the additional reach. If you want the additional reach, you, you got to go promote it. You got to pay. So it's just mm. paid promotion. So okay. it's just the way it is. But the idea is to be in relationship and to get a rhythm down on this, uh, have a conversation and ask people to to share. You know, okay, that's, what you that's want. fair. That's awesome. Uh, that's a grassroots, yeah. uh, almost way of. It's almost like a, an event. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. Would you introduce me to Kate? That's right. <laughs> John, you had another one. I do actually. Um, so, with the show, Mo and I split a lot of the responsi- responsibilities, and social media for the show. I feel we should be farther ahead with the number of people that follow us on Insta as well as on Facebook. I have a LinkedIn uh, show page, but I'm not expecting huge numbers out of that, but Insta and Facebook. And I'd like to know if you have for something like this, because you do podcasts, a podcast or podcasts, Mm -hmm. um, how many times a day, a week, a month, whatever, should we be posting uh, our own personal or those those quotes with pictures behind it or segments should we be doing something twice a day three times a day once a week i mean i want to take we're only at 300 followers on insta we should be at a thousand twelve hundred by now and i don't know why we're not so i know it's a big broad question but john's asking for all the business advice on air right now (laughs) well i have a friend (laughs) yeah He's like for ninety nine ninety nine uh-huh. a month. Uh-huh. Well, we've had many conversations about this, sir. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get yeah, yeah, something that you might listen he's to. He's being transparent. I yeah, love it. Yeah. Keep going, brother. It's good. Uh, but I, I I'm kind of interested if there's even just uh, is there a magic some number sort of equation? Yeah. Of how, how of much or how or little to post a day. No, there's not. Um, there, there's not a magic number, and some people will tell you not to post more than once a day um, for visibility. I, on the way over here, 
uploaded probably three past events into Instagram on Social Jack that we hadn't gotten around to posting yet. Um, so I think a lot of it is how you do the hashtags. But I think I think the biggest thing is that the networks are different. And back to we were talking about this earlier and it came up and and I didn't have a chance to say it, but the networks are different. And when you're talking about how to talk to your audiences, the audiences that hang out on different networks are different and the way we speak to them is different. And it's a difference of content. So on Facebook, I would say if you want to get more um, followers, it's very relationship built, right? And the best way to do it, I found for us, for the Facebook group, for followers, for Social Jack, for anything that we're doing events, is to invite them. So there's that invite button mm -hmm. and go invite yeah, I do that. all of your friends. Mm -hmm. And then if you have really close friends that would help you, go hey, say, hey, can you invite all of your friends to like this page? Because they're going to be more apt to like the page if they like you, right? It's all about the person behind the profile, the relationship. Okay. Um, on Instagram, I would say keep all of the content personal and human. Um, try not to post the logo over and over again or stock photos or things that don't, you know, just arbitrary images because everything is visual. They want to see the picture of you with the audience, you with the guests, you at events, you walking your dog. They want to see that you guys are real people, human outside of the brand. Um, and I think if you use the hashtags that way and go after also follow podcasts on Instagram, that's helped us a lot and engage with other podcasts back. Well, everything exactly the opposite of the way what we're we've doing, been doing it, buddy. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and think about, uh, I'm going to go back to social teaming, yeah. right? So one thing that uh, I think we've done really well, and Kate, your team's knocking it out of the park, is that um, we actually invite uh, our participants our, our audience to play with us you know and so we make them feel like they're part of that audience and so either you have a show and you're promoting and you're doing contests and you're doing promotion based things and it's that kind of show uh, more on the entertainment side but if it's collaborative and it's educational like I feel like this one is then you want to build an audience that's working together and, and at some point that community should help take it over and that's when you know you're winning, you know, that's when you know. And so I think you need to, you know, listen to Kate on, on what she just said and then inch toward the fact of making sure the audience is is playing there and, and have that agreement with that, even like guests on your show and, and people in the audience and encourage them to, to come back there and give them a reason to come back and remind them why they're going there. And then it'll train them, oh, on Tuesdays, I'm going to get this great business tip or whatever it is. Remind people why they should go there. I mm -hmm. really like that. That idea of social teaming and yeah. uh, being collaborative, you almost, like, I'm thinking out loud, like, it's almost like you, I missed that because right. I missed the boat with that. And I feel like a lot of people probably do because, yeah, I'm just going to put it on the internet and a hashtag will solve it's, my problem. It's never Absolutely. too late to start. Well, I'm going to start now because I feel like I was yeah. just like, oh, a hashtag is basically the band-aid on top of that. I don't have to go to anybody else. It started that way. Yeah. And don't hashtag on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, Greg DeKalb, who works with Tony P's networking events, yeah. we've had him on our program before and he spoke on a LinkedIn local panel and one thing he always said to me um, was that he doesn't look at other events as competition 
and he looks at them as collaboration, right? Like mm. they're not competition. He'll post other events on their newsletter. He'll invite people to other events. He'll say, if somebody wants to have a meeting with him, he'll say, I'm going to this event, meet me there. And that's a ticket for another event because he doesn't look at it as competition. Yeah. And the podcasting world is so like that. Like yeah. I just know on Social Jack and on my other podcast that I'm on, um, and even on radio, my most loyal listeners, people that always tuned in were other podcasters because they're, it's Geeked just, it yeah, too. heck yeah. It's, it's geeky and it's nerdy and we all like it. Like they all want to <laughs> listen. So, I mean, I think that that's a great way, like reaching out to other podcasts, following other podcasts, you know, commenting on their stuff. They're going to comment back. They're going to follow you back. And that's a great way to, I mean, that's a good way to collaborate. They're not right. competition. They're not exactly like you guys. It's like the givers gain mindset of just collaborating yeah. on the social digital front. Yep. I really net, like that. Net giving. Yeah. I'm not good. giving. I'm going to use that. So, John, so what you got to do to... Yeah. I forgot, I forgot to bring up your... <laughs> oh, that's right. that's right. So, John, what you got to do to be able to get all these fancy mugs in the hands of every listener and Everybody. viewer of <laughs> Wheelhouse is every morning, drink your coffee and post some sort of tip while you're drinking coffee out of your Wheelhouse mug. I, I'm pretty sure Wheelhouse is our show. Yeah, I yeah, I'll do it too. Should be I don't drink coffee. I'll drink my pre-workout. You're an, you're an influencer, so yeah, you know. That's right. I have to. Do you're that. just not charging two fifty <laughs> a post yet. I'm, tell, I'm telling you, I'm cutting all this out, John, and I'm going to post it to all my friends. I'm an influencer. You got that, guys? All the crap they give me about my post. Just remember, it's 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 mega, macro, micro, nano. That's the levels of influence. So okay. you have. Don't ways. tell them. Say that one more time. Call me a nano <laughs> human. Or a nano I know that was actually setting him up for failure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I just me up like, now. Oh, yeah, you're nano, though. I yeah. wanted to see where he was going to take it. <laughs> hey, micro-sized man, as a uh -huh. micro. Whatever you have, inf you know what? Just say, you know what? hey, wait. Do you tune into the podcast? Yeah. Well, then I have influence over you. That's Boom. right. Boom. Boom. Just Boom. say, just say. Look at the book. Say I'm a digital business influencer. That's, that's what I am. That's right. Yes, I love this. This my, is my favorite chart. I feel really book. good about myself right now. <laughs> and, I, and I'm first. Yeah. I, um, I really, really thank you so much for you guys coming on. Yeah. It, um, it was so educational for me. And, and I, again, I'm the type of person who tries to follow the digital front, the social media front as much as I can. And it's proof that anybody who is a business owner wants to grow their brand um, as an individual should really be talking to people like Dean and Kate because I, I've learned more in the last hour and a half, two hours of chatting with you guys than I probably have reading everything I could in the last two years of trying to figure out how to do this. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's refreshing. And please, please go get uh, Dean's book first. 15th, right? Yep. You can get it on Amazon. I'm going to read it. I'm, I'm going to read this thing probably before the... Uh, I'm going on a plane ride on the 17th. So that first weekend, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to read this thing. And uh, I can't wait to learn from it and come back and talk we'll about it. We'll get you a copy, I promise. Awesome. <laughs> if not, it's okay. I'm, I'm literally going to just take John's. and He's going to have to come grab it from me and take it out of my cold, dead hands, John. Oh, my goodness. Um, but no, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I can't wait to chat with you guys outside of the show because I think... Um, a company like mine could really benefit from you guys. And I know everybody listening. I, I've seen so many realtors logging on. You guys really, uh, if, if Uncle Frank isn't proof in the pudding that these guys do an incredible job, um, you guys are incredible. Yeah. So thank you, thank you guys Appreciate for coming it. on. Uh, before we go, we always introduce next week's show, but I want to make sure, and John, are you ready to post the GoFundMe page? So John's posting a GoFundMe page of a very, very close friend of mine, and we typically don't do this on the show, but uh, 
Mike and Sydney were driving up to Michigan for Easter a few weeks ago. Mike's a very close friend of mine. Sydney's uh, his significant other, and she's also a very close friend of mine. Uh, just got a really bad headache and um, got a brain hemorrhage about 20 minutes later. But 34 years old. She's very healthy. She's dedicated her entire life to a charity called Healing Heals. So what they do is they take heals to women fighting um, cancer, and it's, it's to empower them to fight through cancer with these Healing Heals. Because she's working at a non-for-profit, she did not have great health insurance. So now she's got some incredibly high medical bills, and uh, we're very, very lucky that Sydney's still with us because um, typically the, these things don't end very well. So... Uh, John put up the GoFundMe page. I would really appreciate that uh, if you're watching this, uh, five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever you can do. And if you can't share it and uh, tell the story, the story is very beautifully told on the GoFundMe page. Uh, if you can't donate something, leave a word of encouragement. I can't tell you what an incredible person Sydney is and how powerful uh, Mike has been uh, being by her side. So if you guys can help them out, I would really appreciate it. I know Mike would appreciate it. Uh, for all of you who have uh, donated, Mike uh, wanted me to let everybody know he was very, very, very thankful and that she's fighting the good fight and she's actually on the up and up, which is typically not something that happens with somebody who has a, yeah. a brain hemorrhage. Right. So um, keep on fighting, Sydney, and uh, best of luck to Sydney and Mike. And thank you, John, for putting Absolutely. that together for us. Absolutely. Thank you. And next week, Wednesday at 3 o'clock. John, you want to take this? You want me to take I sure it? do. Uh, next week at 3 o'clock, we have Balil Muhammad, who is a UFC welterweight contender. Big time. I'm he is, really he is, looking he is forward on, to this. He is on a tear, um, and he's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so all you guys out there and girls who are UFC fans, I know that leaves Maggie out. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, she's not uh, a fan. No, she's, she's she's gonna be a fan of. She doesn't like the blood. She's gonna be a fan of his. Uh, <laughs> she she likes the people, just not the blood. Uh, <laughs> but if you're not familiar, uh, Google him. He's ranked in the top ten. He's 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 moving yeah. up in the rankings. Yeah. And his last fight um, was against a really tough dude, and it was a war, and he won it, and he's yep. he's on the up and up. So it's gonna so, be exciting to chat with him. Uh, we've got him and a gentleman named Mike. Cannon, who is an entrepreneur as well as a Chicago firefighter. And Mike Cannon is actually a pro MMA fighter, too, and one of the toughest guys I know. So Oof. they can both beat us up Yowza. very easily. Yeah, so we're going to be very nice to our Try guests. Try not to offend them next week. <laughs> right. Get our uh, so, but yeah, really looking forward to having them both in the studio. Yeah, can't yep. wait. And uh, again, uh, thank you to you guys for coming on the show today. I, like I said, I'm going to digest all this information like crazy and watch this back and then obviously reach out to you guys. So thank you for the education. Thank you for coming on and uh, buy Dean's book. I'm going to, I'm going to review this thing as soon as I'm done reading it and I'm <laughs> sure you. I'm going to learn appreciate a ton that. of stuff on it. So <laughs> really appreciate it. And uh, John, anything else? I think that's it, sir. We'll see you guys next Wednesday at three o'clock. Thanks again for listening. All right. Take care. Thanks. In three, two, one.